Eric, you're back. I'm back. We're here, baby. You're you're going to offer some sound advice. Bum, bum, bum. That's the name of the show. Welcome to Sketchbook Podcast, a discussion about inspiration and process with artists, creators, and designers. As always, I'm your host, Daniel Mathoya Jr. Eric, you've just returned from the DCI Rules Congress Clinic and Conference at the historic Wyndham Airport Hotel. Yes, definitely historic. Uh, historical, yes, yes. You were here last weekend. Well, we were at your house. Now you're in my turf. Um, home and Home. It's a Home and Home Away series. Um, and you discussed in, I don't think it was that layman. You were still pretty nerdy and deep talking about electronicals and whatnot. But now you're going to talk about really only one of these past. And then maybe you'll share a little bit of insider info about the process and all the fights that you probably witnessed. Well, we see these on DCI World Star. First of all, that's my question. Do you know what World Star is? I have no idea. Oh my gosh. Everybody, please send Shame me. Eric Cosman World your favorite World Star video. World Star video. Look that up later. Okay. Okay. So um let's we'll save the one that passed for the end. So let's start with the sound reinforcement limits, which was proposed by Steve Vento of the Academy. The summary, as DCI puts it, this proposal would create sound reinforcement decibel limits based on the size of the venue. Uh, This will ensure a more enjoyable experience to the fan. This will also ensure a better listening environment under the statutes of health and wellness. There is no need to go over 110 decibels. I don't know that this didn't pass. Uh, apparently, didn't even get to vote. Correct? Yeah, or? it was. It was. It was amended and then withdrawn. Was there a a Cliff Notes version of why it was amended then withdrawn? <laughs> so uh, the the proposal was more to have a conversation about what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Is is our product really? great for the audience in all of the seats is there anything we can do better how do we make it a more enjoyable experience for all the fans and not painful you know for Mm -hmm. anyone in the front row so we talked about a bunch of different ways on how to do that um there was another proposal about getting the judges closer to or more in the audience instead of all the way up in the press box Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. which would help because we wouldn't be trying to send our speakers all the way to the back of the venue sure um, and then the amendment was to allow the uh, soundboard, not the guy on the field, but the person who can control it remotely, mm-hmm. to be in the same area as the judges instead of the sound person designated area, which oftentimes is not an ideal place to mix. And it's very different than what the judges or even what a lot of the audience is hearing. Right. So that was the amendment. Ultimately, it was all withdrawn and sent to the steering committee which will advise we can talk about that later too because oh, that's a that's a whole you want. that's a whole new thing as nerd. well big old nerd <laughs> sent to the steering committee um to work with the judge administrator on how best to implement all of those things so where do the rules state that the sound bar sound board operator wireless mobile have to position themselves in the stands right now so th- there's no rule requiring it I don't know if it's in the rule book or in the packet that the show sponsors get, Mm -hmm. but it just kind of says a designated area will be available for the sound operator. So could the sound operator stand somewhere else? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. So, you know, obviously you can't sit in a seat if someone's sitting there. Yeah. And, and we try to not, you know, it's hard because we want to sit in the audience to get the mix right mm-hmm. for the audience. If mm-hmm. you were to go to any of their show, you look at where front of house is, it's in the, yeah. you know, the kind of average spot of where all the people would sit. Correct. And, um, but the problem is, is if you take that space away from them, then mm-hmm. those people don't get those good seats. Or, you know, a lot of groups don't mix wirelessly with an iPad. They have a microphone that talks to the uh, person actually mixing mm-hmm. down on the field. So we have to talk and, you know, interact and, and that can be distracting to the right. audience, which is where the idea for putting the sound position in the same place as the judges, because, you know, the judges are already talking, yeah. you know, into their tapes or whatever. And usually when I'm talking to my soundboard operator, it's just a whisper, you know, more, more trumpet solo there. Less, yeah. less, it's less, an less ASMR space. tape. Gotcha. Ex- uh-huh. Exactly. So, um, the good news is, is that there's nothing saying that the designated soundboard area can't be in the judge's room. Oh. So that if 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 the steering committee goes through and works with with John Phillips, the judge administrator and gets a plan together that says, "Hey, this is fine." Mm-hmm. It's very possible that this summer we'll be able to mix from oh. that area. That's not Now, you said that the amended proposal was going to be that where you would place the judges, place them closer, right? Or that was going to be part of that? Sorry, that's a, that was a different proposal. Oh, that's a different proposal. The amended proposal. proposal was about the soundboard operator. Gotcha. My, my mistake. My mistake. Okay. So um, well, let, let, let's talk about this judges place because off camera, I know there's no camera. Last time you go, I should have mentioned that the easiest way to fix the sound decibel thing would just say, move the judges closer to the field. So is there a legally written rule that says where the judges have to be in the stands for every show? There's not. And that's why the proposal, the rule proposal, um, w- didn't go through the traditional process. Mm-hmm. It, it basically w- was similar to the operator it said, well, Right now, there's nothing that says the judges have to be in the press box or the judges have to be here. They can't be here. Right. It's just the judge administrator with probably the tour partners and the um, show coordinator says this is the best place for the judges. Sure. Put them there. Makes sense. So um, that proposal got sent also to the steering committee to work with the judge. You know, It passed the instructor caucus and um, it passed the board, but not an official vote, just kind of. Uh, it wasn't like a roll call vote. It was just the yays and nays. Right. But the this we're going to get a little into the board governance. But it was no, here the, we go. the motion was amended to instead of institute this rule to send the rule to the steering committee to figure out how they wanted to implement it. Gotcha. Okay. So so it it passed and it didn't. But I would I would expect to see the judges in a different location. I think for sure for finals. Oh. Um. Because we talk kind of specifically, because you know BOA is there and DCI has been there yeah. forever, so we all know all the parts of the stadium. Yeah, and so yeah. you know we were um, in our caucuses saying, "Well, what if we put them there?" And everyone's like, "Oh, that you know for the music judge." And there was debate of should all the judges be there? Should it be just the music judges? Mm-hmm, should it be the mm-hmm. music and the GE judges? But we don't technically have music GE <laughs> right, anymore. Right. We have yeah, GE just the, overall general effect. So so all of that is has been sent to the steering committee to to figure out i see okay well that that makes sense kind of was uh was there any heated discussion about the sound reinforcement like any any hands being thrown um anything like no, that no no there, there was a metal detector out the door saw all the knives and chains <laughs> you know there's a big old bucket 
I, I, I don't know that anybody has to have um, chains, knives, or guns to um, throw fists or anything. Yeah, no, I, I think there's a lot of misconception about, you know, it's such a competitive activity and, and everyone, you know, wants to win and beat and that mm-hmm. you just assume that these meetings are going to be very contentious and everyone's holding their cards close to the chest, but it's really the opposite. It's really, everyone just wants us to get it right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously everyone has their own opinions, but you know, everyone is professional and collegial and, and promote, uh, they use real arguments, not just emotional, you mm-hmm. know, well, this just feels wrong. <laughs> right. You know, and it's a debate of, you know, for the, the wireless mic, proposal was we're about to talk about you know the educational value of you know having only acoustic brass and all this other you know it was Mm -hmm. great Mm -hmm. great discussion so there's a little bit of you don't get to go as a fan right you can't just go i'm i mean can you buy can a fan buy a ticket to go to this thing (laughs) i know the tickets are not not inexpensive yeah i i know i know each core has to pay a fee per member they bring that kind of covers renting the um the hall and the food and the materials and all that other stuff in addition to hotel and flight sure and that's completely separate so so i don't think just any right can right. buy that ticket right right i imagine you have to be aff- affiliated with right. a drum corps or have a press credential or, or something right 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 um maybe they should maybe, can, maybe we, we should have a gallery and be like hey you know you pay 500 bucks you can sit in the back and watch all the it could be like the way they do um surgery schools right like yeah, a big amphitheater sitting on I top think, can you imagine that can you imagine getting up and having to ask for woodwinds in front of a whole <laughs> fan of it's like the draft when they hold it in in jersey and you know the guy comes out and the jets fans boo him right yeah. like oh my god can you imagine if you DCI wants to make some money, there you there's go. a good idea. Um, can you tell how many members from the Boston Crusaders organization were there? Or uh, is that not, is that top secret information? I don't know if it's top secret. Um, we had about, you know, our director was there. And so this is the whole DCI meetings. You know, it is the rules Congress, which means we're allowed to propose rules and change rules whenever, mm-hmm. but it's a yearly um, thing. So, all of the core directors mm-hmm. are there to talk about core directors and they're the DCI board. But there's also, um, there's a, a couple other tracks. There's a drum major track, mm-hmm. which means, uh, you know, all or as many as can come of the drum majors come in and there's a whole leadership and they do kind of training and, mm-hmm. and getting the members perspective of what do you want to see different about drum core? Like what can we do to, um, enhance the member experience we do this really and then there's also the um there's a board member track for the board members of the drum corps mm-hmm. and they share best practices of being on a nonprofit board and they bring in speakers and they do all that so it's kind of all a lot of the stakeholders mm-hmm. instead right. of just so you know we had um you know drum majors and a couple of board members the core director and then probably about one um representative per caption you know so there was a guard person there there was a horn line person there was a visual uh person there's an audio person percussion gotcha um, gotcha drum line and pit and so usually when it comes to the big votes though it's one core one vote right it's not like you can send 40 people and stack it in your favor correct correct each you know so there's the process goes uh we vote, we take a straw poll and caucus. that doesn't mean anything. Sure. And that's just who's ever in the room. Just mm-hmm. is the room generally in favor or generally not. Yeah. Um, and then we go and then when we vote, it's just, you know, they go, you know, Boston Crusaders. Yes. You know, and, Blue and, Stars. And if it's a 
and does the core director make that vote or do they go, Eric, since this is a sound one, you are going to say yay or nay? Well, it's, it's the instructor caucus. So I would say all the staffs or, you know, the, the guard and the horn from mm-hmm. the drum corps, they all meet kind of before the vote and say, where are the Boston Crusaders voting on this? Gotcha. And then each core has one representative that just gives the yay or nay just oh, okay. to make it more. So they, they just say Boston Crusaders, and then you just say yes or no, and right. then they go through the whole list of oh, all the cores. That makes sense. Okay, cool. Let's talk about brass amplification limits, which is proposed by Michael Martin of the Cavaliers, and it says... Previously proposed under the same title in 2018 and ultimately not making it out of the instructor caucus sessions for a vote, this new proposal does not call for limits on the number of soloists who can be amplified at any one time. Rather, it looks to prohibit the use of short-range microphones to reinforce the entire musical ensemble. The drum corps brass fan is savvy and perceptive. The difference in fidelity between an acoustic 2D brass moment and an amplified or electronically reinforced 2D brass moment is noticeable to the average DCI showgoer and certainly to the avid fan. What has always made this activity unique is the power and precision of the well-taught brass section. This maintains the integrity of that aspect of our activity. Did this make it to the final vote, or did it kind of fizzle out before, or what's the story with this one? I wouldn't say fizzle. I, I, it was withdrawn right before the vote. Okay. So so how this process works is you know, anyone from the cores or the board or the judges can kind of propose a rule. Um, on Friday whomever proposed the rule kind of gives their little elevator pitch of why they proposed it. Um, and then as a whole instructor caucus, we kind of talk about it and then we break up into music and visual rooms Mm -hmm. and kind of talk about it. And then we break up even further into kind of percussion, brass, visual Mm -hmm. and talk about it. Then we come back all together. They give kind of their closing arguments, Mm -hmm. if you will, in front of the whole Mm -hmm. caucus. And then we take the vote. So it was um, kind of at that last part where he he withdrew his proposal. So we talked about it, you know, in all the different caucuses. And so a, a conversation was had, but he ultimately uh, withdrew the proposal. Was there a, a reason given? Like, I'm going to move it because it's not going to pass or maybe I need to rework it or what? So one of the big things in our discussion was... Um, kind of it's the lesser of two evils. You know, it's it's more the consequences of what happens if this passes. So if this gets limited, you know, shotgun area mics are still allowed, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not as good a product of as doing the whole wireless thing, mm-hmm. just from a production standpoint. Um, the other thing is, you know, maybe, you know, maybe people just use a synthesizer with a brass pass mm-hmm. on it, you know, so... It, I think it was kind of like, well, at least at this point, all the musicians that are on microphones are playing, and you would definitely know if the rest of the horn line wasn't playing because mm-hmm. you'd only hear it throughout the speakers. Sure. So sure. I think think the thought was anything that leads to more synthesized brass, mm-hmm. uh, we want to try to avoid. Yes, agreed. Is, is that ir- irony coming from you? That statement. I don't. I don't think so. Didn't you use uh, synthesized brass sounds? Aren't you the guy responsible for that? Part of the team responsible for synthesized synthesized brass. Uh, we, I can't say that word. Synthesized brass. Synthesized brass. brass. Uh, oh, the old pitch, the old pitch band. Yeah. The, yeah, uh, but the groove is in the heart. That's an effect. Oh, it's an effect. Well, I mean, you know, we weren't. It, we, they literally pulled their <laughs> horns off their faces and went. So you weren't trying to fool anybody with it. Correct. Gotcha. Correct. Okay, that's different. All right, I'll allow it. I'll but, give you. The but point. I will say that summer there were other groups. Um, oh. who were... Let's name names Because this is before kind of the shotgun thing. 
was in vogue. I think even as far back as then, there were some groups that were recording their horn lines mm-hmm. to use as a patch. It was just a whole note. So it wasn't sure. like they were playing like a mellophone lick or whatever. Right, right, right. But just instead of playing a string synth chord, yeah, yeah. just playing a recording of the brass. So I think, you know, that obviously doesn't sound as good as the no. actual brass players playing. So the tools we have and the knowledge we have and the experience we've gained has allowed us to actually make it more on the individual performers rather than right. recording. And that's what's important. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So for the one proposal that actually made it through, the allow for live sampling created in real time, which is proposed by Matt Jordan and Jan Vanderkoff. Jan. John Vanderkoff. I was thinking John, Jan Vanderroost or, uh, Plus. or Jan uh, DeBont. I don't know, the director. Uh, this proposal would allow rhythmic effects such as delay and live looping to be used by cores and performances, not intended to legalize pre-recorded or sequenced music. This proposal aims for performers to use the stated effects on instruments being played in real time. If our goal is to train performers to have a future in music performance, using delay effects and live looping are educating our students more accurately than the current time-consuming system of having an electronics designer approximate those effects. My understanding is this, like, unanimously passed, right? Like, this was the easiest thing to go through? It it was. I think it was a great year to propose it because there were lots of other kind of (laughs) hot-button topics to discuss. Let's pass it and go to Woodwinds. Here we go. (laughs) That kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and and it makes sense. And again, I think it goes back to what we were talking about with the wireless mic proposal is this leads to more actual performance Mm -hmm. and less synthetic Right. You know, sampling of brass and pretending like it's a loop, but really there's a synth kid playing the sample of the trumpet. We recorded each note individually. Which is what y'all did. Correct. For kinetic noise. Correct. Correct. Gotcha. So, you know, and and again, it it opens the door creatively to do a lot of cool things that are happening in modern music Mm -hmm. that otherwise can't be done. Right, right. And and honestly, there was a lot of these things that were created and used, not in modern music, but like, it was like, I mean, Steve Reich, right? Like, right. I mean, he, he made a career out of, out tape, of loops. Uh, yeah. tape loops. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so this will not take effect till 2021. Is my, my correct? No, or, this summer. Oh, this summer. Yeah, so we're on, baby. We're, we're on. Wow. So how many live uh, looping and delay effects have you already implemented into the Boston Crusader show? The whole, the whole show is just, uh, we record four measures and then that's it. That's it. Yeah. We just, but they better be perfect, but we're going to have, we're going to have all the, you know, 154 color guard members. It's me. Sorry. 153. And then one synthesizer. That's right. You need one of those playing a four bar loop. And then that's, you sound like a DCP poster when you're talking about this to the nth degree here. Yeah. That's the only logical (laughs) way to use them. Right. There's no other reason why people would want to do this. Wow. Okay. And did this, go through any amendments or did you just go like pass it let's go on uh it just got passed straight out part of it was um matt jordan had a gig and wasn't there right. yeah i saw that so <laughs> so uh um you know I, thankfully there were a lot of i think relatively the last time i went um dci asked a few of us audio folks to actually give a presentation mm-hmm. to the just kind of on what works, what doesn't work, what are some best practices, what should we be doing, what yeah. are we doing that we should stop doing. Right, right. Um, and that year, the only audio people in the room were those people who presented. Sure. Um, and this year was a lot different. There were a lot, you know, still a minority, but there were a lot more. And so um, to have those voices in the room really helped kind of guide the discussion on what 
this would actually mean and not what kind of people think it means or think it could happen. Right, right. Wow. Okay, cool. So that was the three electronical type proposals. You had mentioned something about the task force, which is now known as a steering committee or something like that that you wanted to touch on. Or, or is this going to affect how rules are proposed and turned into bills and all this stuff? Or what's, what's the deal, Eric? So how it used to work is there was the artistic director of DCI who was appointed by the CEO. Okay. Um, and they were kind of the top of of this food chain and then there was the um i I get try to get my steering committee versus task, and then there was the rules and systems task force which are um instructors from the member corps but those were appointed by the artistic director and it's currently lee carlson is the artistic director correct used to be michael michael cesario was like the first artistic director right correct so what this changes is now the um i think it's artistry and competition steering committee. Okay. Um, it's still made up by the same number of um, instructors, but they're voted on by the instructors rather than appointed. Appointed. Okay. And um, it kind of restructured to where um, instead of having an artistic director, there's a director of competition And so the artistic direction, if you will, is going to be handled more by the steering committee rather than the DCI appointed artistic. So instead of one voice, you get the six that are on the steering Uh, committee. It's it's seven. It's six or or it's six with one open class. Right. Right. And then I think there's an alternate as well. Oh, okay. In in case like the Miss America pageant, in case you can no longer fulfill your duties. Or I, I, I think what it is, is if someone stops working for a drum corps, takes a summer off, that there's someone immediately to step in gotcha. because th- they get elected at this January meeting. So, mm. you know, if someone, you know, steps out in August, that way there's not five for that, you know, half the year. Gotcha. So this new steering committee takes effect now, basically? Correct. With was, the same members from the task force? Correct. That's that's how it played out. So the this change was approved by the voting membership before the instructors got there mm-hmm. so that when the instructors got there, we could operate under this new system and talk about, you know, what, you know, do we want two year terms? Do we want three year terms? Do we want them all every, you know, elected every three years or staggered or all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it gave us a chance to uh, work that. And we just decided just, for continuity's sake, we're going to vote in the people that are already there and they can kind of figure out what it's going to be. So what will this steering committee ultimately do or what, what is, what effect will it have on DCI as we know it? So, you know, some of the things we talked about earlier, you know, where the judges location Mm -hmm. or, um, the, you know, the audio, uh, person location, they'll take care of things like, um, all, all those things that affect the judging and whatever, but aren't rule changes, more interpretations and the, mm-hmm. the kind of the gray areas just to kind of give the instructors and the designers and the people who are putting the product on the field a more direct voice in all those decisions. Gotcha. So when we, when you say it'll be put up for discussion, like there's there's something that's being put up for discussion. I don't know if we mentioned it, um, but I'm supposed to know by April 1st. I don't know if it's the... Is it a judging panel thing? Is it the judge's placement? There, there was something that y'all advanced to just 
committee or something like that. That that was the the judge placement. Oh, okay. So that's the one that correct. So they'll just decide. So that's something that the steering committee can decide on their own without having to have y'all vote on that. Cor- correct, because it's not a rule per oh. se. Because right now the judges go wherever the judge and the show say is the best spot to okay. go. So we didn't cre- we didn't need to create a rule. That said, you know, red line must be in the press box, mm-hmm. can be wherever. Gotcha. So um, it got, because of that, it got kind of sent back the committee to work um, because it does depend show to show and with the show sites. So April 1st was kind of like, let's know what we want to do so we have enough time to figure that out with the show hosts. Mm. So we're not getting there on the day of the show and going, I know we normally go here, yeah, but yeah. can we go here? And it's like, well, we already sold all those tickets. Exactly. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, so changing 15 minutes to 18 minutes, that's not something steering committee can do because that's a rule, right? Correct. Well, 17 to 18. Correct. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. The interval time. The, inter- the, interval, the time. interval time. So they, the steering committee can't change it. Steering committee can't say, we not, we hear say woodwinds are good. Like Correct. Because that's in the rule book that requires going, the, the and the process for a rules change or whatever mm-hmm. is written in the DCI bylaws. Gotcha. So gotcha. it has to go through that process. And so now the Lee Carlson's role, it, is it is it diminished? Is it just reassigned? Or now, it's, since it's a director of competition, what does that mean? Now? It's it's just it's just different. Okay. Um, you know, I I think with with the artistic director, it, it, we wanted to have ownership over what we want to do, and you yeah. know, the people doing it and working in uh, working with the the judge administration and all that to help steer the whole thing. It's more um, egalitarian now. Sure, sure. Um, but kind of with the emphasis being on the instructors and designers. And this is not unlike what WGI does, right? Correct. It, it is It is kind of, I don't know if it's the WGI model per se, but it's very in line uh, with what WGI does. And I don't think BOA has a steering committee. They just, uh, they have a, they have a, something there's something and it's just, where it's there's like, like, there are current directors and they advise on right. how things are But going. I don't think they're the ones that are like, I mean, they might discuss the changes or something, but I don't think there's a committee like this no, um, I, for no, that. No. I mean, how would you do that? There's hundreds of bands I, I that have, could be okay. I have no, I, I have no <laughs> Right, idea. right. Um, so, so do you want to talk about woodwinds, Eric? Sure. I, it's still sound. Okay. Well, well. All instruments was a proposal. God. Any instruments. Um, I don't know how much you can share with what was exactly said there, right? Other than, you know, we've seen the video of Dan Potter interviewing Kathy Black. Um, we've seen what's been posted here and there. So we know what was said publicly and whatever. So if you can't share anything, just go like, I can't talk about that or something. Like, they'll break my legs. <laughs> or your ears in your case, because you need your right. ears. Um, it seemed like there was a lot of momentum for this proposal to pass. And it seemed like as every day went on, that momentum stalled, almost like the Houston Texans. Sorry, folks. Oh, um, it's soon. all right. You know, Is it too soon? No. They just got over the Oilers' uh, Bills loss last weekend, and now right. it's like fresh wound, except on another hand. To be fair, it wasn't like they were killing them. It was more like uh, <laughs> the Chiefs were killing themselves, That's correct. That and is they correct. stopped doing it. And then, yeah, they yeah. came back, yeah. Or, or it, it was like the Ravens. They were going to go to the yeah. Super Bowl, and then they just... And I wanted the Ravens it's to go. Gone. I wanted them to win. <laughs> That's my, yeah, that South Park meme. I'm just going to check in on this. And, and the lead's gone. Um, so can you shed some light on why maybe some of the momentum went down as the weekend went on? Yeah, well, you know, we all know how much of a monumental shift mm-hmm. this would be, you know, and 
and all the designers, instructors, you know, have, have decades and decades of, um, blood, sweat, and tears put into this activity, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think nobody wanted to make that monumental change without being 100% certain of how that was going to affect everything. Um, and so I I think the room was like, you know, if you're not a hundred percent sure, let's not do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Now this one, were there three rounds of voting for this, or two? Only two. Uh, there were three. There were three. Well, so, technically four because the proposal got amend uh, got amended, and the leadership kind of tweaked to be only eight performers oh, okay. at a time. So, so the were, initial one had three votes, and then this new one had one, and that correct. Okay, so the first vote is what? The first vote is just kind of a straw poll of in the room. Which is really like, are you interested in this and all? Not, you know, do you want to do it? But is like, are you willing to discuss it? You know, do mm-hmm. we think we should take this seriously? You know, because if someone is, something gets voted, um, you know, like 32 no and no yeses, then yeah. we don't really There's have no a discussion reason. about it because it's it's gotcha. kind of dead in the water. Okay. So, so woodwinds pass the first vote or in any instrument pass the first vote. Correct. Okay. So then we go to instructor vote. Or was the first one instructor vote? The first one is the instructor. It's just a straw, a straw poll. poll. Okay. And then you officially vote as instructors Correct. on this. And that's Correct. when you get the core, Correct. like the one That vote. was the 19 to 12. That was the 19 to 12. Um, can you share any of the groups? that? Because at that point, the vote was public. Correct. Can you share any? Uh, can you say how Boston voted or not? Well, I don't think I can. Sh- well, I know because the, 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 the voting membership was a secret ballot. Gotcha. And I don't know the rules on the instructor. Sure. All right. So let's. So yeah. So you know that Boston did in fact vote in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> right. <laughs> Regarding well, because any again, all, all these staffs we talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So um, okay, that's fine. All right. I won't. Uh, I won't get you fired on this. <laughs> you know, I, I will say. You know, it was it was nineteen to twelve. So you know that is a pretty good margin. Not um, unanimous by any. No. No. Any stretch of the imagination and 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 for those that don't know because you explained this to me before air um 20 world-class cores are voting correct um so it's basically all the world-class cores except for music city and genesis because they are not a full voting member of world-class dci yet correct uh, i i i can't speak to who isn't a voting oh, okay. member but there are two types of world-class there's voting and non-voting voting and non and there were 20 voting members that voted on all these rule proposals now that's in that's after the instructors so in the instructors room every single drum okay. corps okay gets a vote so that would call into the 19 to 12 correct versus the the 20 and every open class group gets a vote correct um that attends final you have to no that is in the room oh that's in the room so you, so you have to have a representative in the room oh, and okay. that can be the core director Gotcha. Doesn't have to be an instructor, and because this instructor caucus, this instructor vote, correct? But you, but but you have to have someone there, yes. to vote. There when, were there were a couple groups that I think there's maybe two or three um, that didn't record votes because they didn't have anyone there. Now, maybe, you don't know. I don't know if, I know if can Blue Devil can someone from Blue Devils A vote for Blue Devils B vote for Blue Devils C? Uh, or does the Blue Devils organization well, get one vote? <laughs> well, it's interesting, and and now I'm wondering if you do have to go to championships the prior to get a vote because there were not um, votes for Blue Devils B and Blue Devils C, but there was a vote for Colt and Colt Cadets. 
Polka so, Dots did go. Vanguard Cadets didn't go this past year. Correct. Did they have? Did they show up to vote or did they? No, vote? they didn't. Oh. So, so maybe you do have to go to championship. I, I don't. I don't. We don't know the. Data I don't know the increase. I'm sure. I just know all, all, there were world class and open class groups that all. I got eagerly await Jeremy Jeremiah Wooten um, clarifying this for us in some way, shape, or form. Um, okay, so there was 19 to 12 in the first like official instructor vote. Then it goes to what vote? It goes to the voting membership, which are the 20 core directors of the voting of the world, class. world class. And how many open class? Do you know? We don't know that one. Uh, no voting members are open class. Oh, wow. <laughs> so basically, they have to hope that the open class best interests are kept in mind by the voting membership. Right. And and I I, I don't know the, the, the structure. I know. Sure. So there's, there's the 20 that are on the voting uh, membership, and then there's the executive board, which mm-hmm. is kind of like the actual nonprofit, you know, so there are people that aren't affiliated with any mm-hmm. drum corps. Oh, right, um, right. But, but there are, um, I think as an open class director, you can be elected to that. I don't know if any are. Right, right. But it's a board seat like any other board seat. Sure, sure. Board okay. Seat. So then we get to voting membership, and this was a secret ballot? Correct. Okay. Um, and then it failed as is, as, as written. Then somebody, I don't know if we can say the name, um, amended it to create a quote-unquote new rule where it was going to be up to eight woodwind soloists or right. eight any instrument soloists or was it specifically any, woodwind? Any instrument? instrument. It was basically the rule as written, but only eight. Only eight. At a time. And that also failed the secret ballot. Correct. Okay. so And, and we don't know the results of the secret ballot. So not only do we not know who voted for it, we don't know whether it was, you know, 9 to 11 or 20 to 0. Or right, right. We just you, know it You would pass. also know if there was a tie, right? They would go, there was a tie? Uh <laughs> I believe ties are no. Oh, so so there was a proposal that was um, that passed unanimously unanimously out of the instructors, which was to change the way judges are assigned for finals week. Right. So, yes. So that was that. an eleven judge panel on prelims, an eleven judge panel on semis, and then eleven judge panel on uh, finals that is made up of the judges from the previous two days. Right. 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 So that passed unanimously out of instructors. And it was 10 votes yes, 9 votes no, and 1 vote abstention. Right. But in the case of a tie, an abstention counts as a no. Yeah. So, which is 10 to 10, which it didn't. Can, can you explain how, uh, how a drum corps and the voting membership, it, it obviously was the instructors wanted this to happen, but then the, inst- the, uh, the whoever votes for the drum corps said no. So they w- it's like the electoral college going against what the a popular bit, vote, a which has bit. never happened before. Um why does that kind of thing happen? <laughs> uh, it depends. In in this case, uh, the original proposal was a single panel Thursday, Friday, and a double panel made up of those judges on mm. Saturday. But a lot of the groups that are struggling to get into finals or fighting to get into semis didn't like that because prelims and semis is their big last show, and they wanted to make sure that they had a double panel. So this actually got amended Saturday morning, mm-hmm. um, and everyone kind of seemed in favor of it, and we didn't talk about it. And then um, it got brought up that, well, if we do this, the caption awards are really only decided by kind of one and a half or right. one and a half judges rather than three. So mm. that was, and, and that's something that we didn't talk about sure. in the caucus. There's, I, I think it would actually be a feature, not a bug, because, <laughs> you know, if you think of, like the World Series, you know, you got to win four out of seven, you know, right. it, you, you, it's not just a, you know, the way they say anyone can win on any given night, mm-hmm. but 
to be the champion, you got to win consistently. Correct. Yes. So I think this proposal would have sent us a little bit to that way because, you know, let's think about percussion. You know, let's say you, you throw down Thursday and you maybe have a not so great run Friday. And mm-hmm. that Friday judge is the judge on Saturday. Ah. Well, he now knows everything that you know, you did, wrong. you did wrong on Friday. So you better, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, let's say you have a killer run on Friday and he's judging, you know, maybe it's like, you'll yeah. know it wasn't as good as previous. And then you're only supposed to judge the show of the night. But I think the hyper informed reads mm-hmm. that you would get, I think would be a benefit over just averaging the three. But since that wasn't really, um, discussed and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about. Woodwinds were like, if you're not 100 percent sure, yeah, let's right, let's right. not do it. So um, ten were yes, I believe the one abstention was from a core that um, isn't close to finals or, or, or is kind of not usually in finals. Mm-hmm. So I think their thought was, well, this really only changes the judges for finals, and I'm just gonna right. Like, right. You guys decide. What you want. Gotcha, so, gotcha. But, but in the case of a tie, the abstention counts as a no, which means it didn't pass. So the panels will be the same this year, they'll, which they'll, would be... Well, here's here's <laughs> the here's the thing, is that there's no official spelled out system for how the final judges are assigned. It's, you know, they're basically in the middle of the summer, the cores get an opportunity, you know, what judges are doing a great job. Right. What judges do you think are not doing a great like the job? NFL. Correct. And then that all goes to the judge administrator who's in charge with filling out the panels. Okay. So I think if he wanted to, he could absolutely do this. Correct. I, I don't think he would, obviously, because that's not this the spirit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, I wonder if maybe we get some sort of, of hybrid. Like, hybrid. I, I wonder if maybe the upstairs judges, um, which are doubled anyway mm-hmm. yeah get that because the original proposal was the double panel and when someone's like so we're going to have two percussion judges on the field two visual judges on the <laughs> field and two brat and that you know yeah, yeah so that that's kind of where that was like oh well yeah we kind of just want the upstairs guys yes doubled and then the only time the consequence of that was well now you only have two judges right for a captain final series. yeah so yeah. i i wouldn't be surprised if the you, it's not just three you know 33 judges throughout the week i wouldn't be surprised if maybe some of the spirit of this mm-hmm. goes into effect. Gotcha. Gotcha. Wow. Okay. All right. Um, was there anything else you want to share that was fun about the weekend? Maybe some fun restaurants you ate at or some, uh, exciting airport food that you tried or anything like I actually that? I didn't have any airport food, oh. which was fine. Usually, actually, usually I go to uh, King David's and get a Chicago style hot dog. Oh, and the Indy airport. A dog. A dog. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty That's good. New York. It's hot dog. Oh, that's right. That's, that's Chicago. Right. That, that's Chicago style you hot dog. You got them both. You got them <laughs> I really wish <laughs> that that's the way you talked. Oh, yeah. Because it would be so annoyingly awesome. Yeah, that. It's, and my voice is nasally enough. It's funny as I, you know, I've been in the South for a while now. You call I, this the South? Yeah, we've been over this. I know, I know. <laughs> we've been over this. <sighs> Check out the first podcast. Yes, I know. One of the six flags over Texas. No, yeah. my the, the, the heart, the salad... You know, the, the, really, the eh. yeah, that's, it's softened, it's softened, it's softened a bit. Yes. Yes. Cool. Well, um, any final, uh, tidbits, any advice about sound, any sound advice you want to give sound advice? Yeah. Nah, no, we're, we're good. No, I, I will just say that, um, the, the whole weekend is it, it was crazy. The amount of talent in the room, you know, you've got the top designers and all the captions and all these, you know, legendary instructors 
and everyone's just kind of working for the betterment of the members and the betterment of you know the product on the field and it was really just kind of invigorating mm -hmm. you know it's so easy to get to oh competition we should be beating them or whatever right, but right. at the end of the day you know it's such a niche thing and it's such a a small community and we all want it to be better and i think that really came across this weekend it was really nice that's cool. I meant to ask this question, and I'm going to do it here at the end. Um, when I asked about momentum swings for the Any Instrument proposal, do the comments on any of the DCI videos or on the planet sway anybody as the weekend goes on where you start to see like, oh, like people knew it was a big deal, but this is a big deal? Um, I don't know if it, if it swayed, but I think we definitely took into consideration, you know, we talk about how do we increase, you know, fans and, and, mm -hmm. and ticket sales and all this other stuff. And it was, def that was definitely part of the conversation was like, yeah, you know, there's always going to, you know, the, the people who most strongly oppose it are going to be the loudest. Right. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so you, you can't just say, well, this video got more dislikes than likes, you know, <laughs> um, because obviously the, the people are more passionate about that, but we, right. de we definitely discussed that and mm -hmm. said, you know, if we do this, we better make sure it's super awesome and kind of, you know, you want to be undeniable right? to, yeah. to where the people who, who don't like, it's like, ah, but it's pretty cool. You know, yeah. I think, I think with, um, synth synthesizers and the sound stuff, we've, we've kind of gotten there where there's a lot, I mean, it was vitriolic yes. against it. And there's still a lot of people who don't like it. And, you yeah. know, we're still trying to get it yeah, to the same course. level that we've, you know, we've been working on playing drums and bugles for a lot longer. Correct. So we're still kind of catch up. Yeah. But there, are, you know, just think about how many cool and with the costumes and the props, you know, think about how many great moments mm -hmm. wouldn't have happened. That is right. You know, and so you, we can kind of point to that and say, like, wow, we this this is overall a great thing. And so mm -hmm. um, we take that stuff into account. And, you know, ultimately, we decided that let's make sure if we're going to do it, it's 100 percent. Right. So. If someone wants to use an iwi, they can do that because it's not Absolutely. a word. Well, I think someone did a couple years. I think Jersey Surf did maybe three I think years so. Yeah. Right, right. All right. So we look forward to seeing 20 I'm, iwis. It's gonna, yeah, I'm going to use a bassoon sound on yeah. an iwi and just loop it for uh, the whole show. Oh, that would be great. What about a kitar? Uh, yeah, someone a couple years ago. Did, I think probably Jersey did Surf. Did right? probably, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. All right, iwis for all. So... um Thank you, Eric, for your absolutely sound advice. This episode of Sketchbook Podcast is recorded, edited, and produced by me, Daniel Mathoy Jr., in Austin, Texas. Our logo is created by John Suh of Purpose Designs, and our music is provided by Epidemic Sound. If you enjoy Sketchbook, tell a friend about the show or share a link on social media. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns? Email us at sketchbookpodcast at gmail.com. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at SketchbookPod, and join the Sketchbook community on Facebook at SketchbookPodcast. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Sketchbook Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Thanks for listening.